To scanner school we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby my name is phil lichtenberger and today i want to talk about something that i would love to see in an upcoming scanner radio model and that is a home patrol three okay so as we're recording this podcast episode there isn't yet a home patrol three listed anywhere it may not even be something that even comes about but i have a few things that i would love to see if this scanner ever is built. And I also have on my YouTube channel a shorter, more compact version of this podcast episode with some eye candy to go along with it. So if you want to go check that out, we'll put a link to that video in the description. Or of course, you can just go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel over at scannerschool.com slash YouTube. Okay, so the Home Patrol. What a unique scanner radio. And uh, it came out in late 2010 okay the home patrol one where at that time was just called the home patrol and it was something unique looking from you it was basically meant to be a tabletop scanner radio that used the radio reference database and the whole concept behind the home patrol was that this was a radio that anybody could use Okay, it took the knowledge barrier out of scanning. In simplest form, this scanner was built, purpose built, to come out of the box and using the color touchscreen display. Again, think about this. We're going back over a decade now. So a touchscreen color display was something that was a wow factor. Okay. And you turn the radio on and it would basically say, hey, What's your zip code? And how far away from home do you want to listen to? And just like that, magically, it would load in a list of frequencies and trunk systems and talk groups. And just with that alone, the scanner was set up and programmed. Okay. This was Udidin's answer to Whistler and GRE and Radio Shack's easy scanners, such as their early, I guess it was the Pro 107 and, and radios like that, that used Radio References database to self-program the scanners. And what was really cool about this radio was, again, the fact that it was color, it was touchscreen, it ran off of a, a wall plug, right? Or it also had AA batteries inside of it, which basically meant you could use it when you lost power, or you could take it portable, or you could take it in the car with you. It also had the ability to plug into a GPS. So you could drive around with this radio and have it turn things off and on. Really ahead of its time. Really cut through a lot of what could be when it comes to scanning. 
and really showcased the what, what could happen when you had an agreement between Radio Reference, which is by far at the time and still currently the world's largest repository of scanner radio, frequencies, trunk systems, talk groups, and all other data required to program your radio. Now, the Home Patrol 1 specifically, I think, was a shock to not only the scanner radio community, but also to Uniden itself. I think they were very surprised at how well the Home Patrol actually succeeded at what it did. Now, there were quite a few scanner radio users out there that absolutely loved the Home Patrol. In fact, to this day, I leave my Home Patrol 1 running 24-7 in my kitchen. Yes, in my kitchen. Just listening to my local police department, which is an analog UHF channel. Plain and simple. An overkill for what this radio can do. Okay, But this was a great radio. But we also had a lot of people out there, including myself, that went up in arms saying, we've got this gorgeous radio or this unique looking radio, this little Frankenstein scanner here, and we can't do much with it. We paid a lot of money for this radio, lots of money for this radio. And it's basically neutered, to put it in in a better sense of the word, right? We really couldn't computer control. We couldn't get data off of it. We couldn't daisy chain multiple favorites lists. We had to keep creating larger and larger or self scanner lists that were that were predefined in our minds, and, and and each one would be configured to do certain things because you couldn't daisy chain scanner lists, and it really left a lot to be desired. A lot of the hardcore scanner radio users like myself were like, "Well, where's the buttons?" Right? Where's the banks? Where's the buttons? Where's the favorites list quick keys? Where's the ability to jump to a frequency directly? Where's all these features that we're used to in our previous scanners for the last 10 years or so, or even further beyond that, beyond that right? No menu system that was really something that we could control or configure. This was a scanner, again, built and designed for people that want to take the radio out of the box, put in a zip code, and listen. Yes, you had the ability to plug into Sentinel. Yes, you have the ability to do firmware upgrades and update the master database and create your own favorites list via software. Great. For those of us that wanted more advanced functionality, that was as far as it would go. Luckily, you didn't listen in more ways than one. Before we get there, let's talk about, though, the features. Exactly what the Home Patrol 1 could do back in 2010. So it's supported analog. We've defined that because I told you I'm still using mine. I listen to UHF fire, right, on a regular analog frequency. It also supports Motorola Type 1, I believe, and Type 2, rebanding, EDAX, LTR, and P25 Phase 1. That, ladies and gentlemen, is as far as that radio would go. Now, back in 2014 in January, Uniden actually surprised people and released a hybrid scanner, something that the more advanced scanner radio users of the community have been barking for. A radio that would basically take a 996 or a BCT-15 style scanner, depending on what you're looking at, and merge it with the Home Patrol. And from there, we've got the BCD-436HP and the BCD-536HP a dual release in January of 2014. So just shy of four years. Let's just call it three years because 
late 2010, November 2010 versus January of 2014, right? Great success. This actually showed people that, hey, Udidin was listening to us. They gave us a home patrol and a scanner interface that we are very familiar with, with all of our previous scanners. But Unidin recognized a problem here. They recognized the fact after beta testing the Home Patrol 1 in, uh, I guess, 2013 or so, they could not support Phase 2 talk groups on a P25 system with the Home Patrol 1. The hardware under the hood just was not there. And that's a shame. So that's where we've got the Home Patrol 2. The Home Patrol 2 does Phase 2. Now, it's, it's a nice, catchy coincidence i would guess you could say between the home patrol one was a phase one scanner and the home patrol two was a phase two p25 scanner but in reality the home patrol two was just the second coming of the home patrol and i think they just kept the name home patrol because it's the platform it's the same chassis it's the same feel look everything body style right not a new generation of scanners it's the same scanner again analog motorola trunking EDAX, LTR, P25, Phase 1, Phase 2 in the Home Patrol. Neither one of these scanners, by the way, the Home Patrol 1 or the Home Patrol 2, supported DMR, NXDN, or Pro Voice. And to this day, that is something that you cannot get on either scanner. However, the 436 and the 536 both support analog, LTR, EDAX, Motorola trunking, P25, Phase 1, Phase 2, and with an upgrade. NXDN, and with another upgrade, DMR, and with another upgrade, Pro Voice on EDAX trunk systems. But again, when the Home Patrol 1 first came out, there were a lot of us screaming, screaming. A lot of us vocalized our mm, dissatisfaction with the fact that the Home Patrol was a neutered radio. You didn't release what they called the extreme upgrade. Okay. So now we spent a couple hundred dollars on a Home Patrol 1 back in 2014. And you didn't like, well, you want to spend another hundred dollars, we'll unleash the following upgrades to the Home Patrol. Band scope. Programming without any software, creating your own favorites list from the touchscreen. Control channel output on the USB port so you can run software like Unitrunker or something else that reads the data line discover mode also activity log which is great because it will keep a log of the hits and activity on analog systems analog frequencies and trunk systems absolutely awesome before that we need to actually plug our scanners into computer software to be able to do stuff like this we have edax and ltr logical channel number finder and monitoring this is awesome you find a new trunk system. You don't know what the logical channel numbering is on an EDAX LTR system. The scanner figures it out for you and reports back when it knows what it is. How does it do that? It automates what many of us were doing. If we look at our control channel using con computer software and we know that a voice channel was just granted channel two, we would scan through the voice channels and find out, okay, which one of these voice channels has voice activity on it. One of these has to be channel two. And then the next time channel two comes up, you look over your voice channel list and you go, okay, well, only these two out of these previous three have a voice 
have voice traffic on it. So now we know this third one here can't be channel two, right? And eventually you whittle it down and you figure out what channel say two is. Again, as an example, well, the Home Patrol with the Extreme Upgrade would do that all for you. Let it run for a couple hours, maybe a couple minutes, maybe a half an hour. And you can map out your LCNs. Really, it's unbelievable that it would happen internally in a scanner. You could also do limit searches. Limit searches was something that was that comes with every scanner. The cheap scanner, the $100 scanner, had limit searches. What's a limit search? When you say, I want to scan from point A to point B. Say you want to scan or search between aviation. You want to start at 116 to go to 126, 128, 129, whatever it is, right? 130. No, it goes higher than that. 140. There we go. And you could limit search between that split. The Home Patrol didn't let you do that out of the box. It lets you do that with the Extreme Upgrade. You actually have an RF power plot. You have a Tor Group converter, which would convert EDAX AFS to decimal and also standard hex to decimal. You also have a trunk system load and reception tool, which is really cool because it will tell you just how loaded or close to loaded to maxing out, in other words, a trunk system or a trunk site would be really cool, really, really cool. So this is all another $100 on top of the scanner. But for many of us, this really was, okay, this was the pacifier. This was, we've got a home patrol. This really does make it a really cool radio, really cool radio. Now, again, remember, the 436 and the 536 has a lot of stuff also, right? The home patrol 1 and home patrol 2, this all came extra. Remember that. So it came extra. Now that we've got the history of the Home Patrol 1 and the Home Patrol 2 and also the 436 and the 536, let's take a break right here. And as a reminder, anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 monthly level doesn't get this break. We're going to talk about my wish list for the Home Patrol 3 when we come back. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com slash tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. (laughs) 
Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. All right, so let's talk about my wish list for what a unit in Home Patrol 3 should look like, could look like. And I'm really curious to know what it is that you think a Home Patrol 3 should have in it as features. So why don't you go ahead to our Discord server, scannerschool.com slash Discord, and join us over there on our Scanners community and talk about this podcast and give me your feedback. Let me know what you think about what you think should be in a Home Patrol 3. So we've already established the fact, right, that we've got analog, we can do Motorola trunking, EDAX, phase one, phase two. Obviously, obviously at a bare minimum here, we're going to look for the ability to do DMR and NXDN. And I guess the dinosaurs out there are going to need pro voice. When I say dinosaurs, I don't mean old people. I mean old trunk systems because EDAX is a, it's a dinosaur. It's an old trunking protocol. But if you need pro voice, I mean, you're going to need to pay for it, right? Okay, what else should we get there, right? At a bare minimum, we've got digital modes we want to add to it. What I really think needs to happen with a Home Patrol 3 is the ability to go simulcast or do software-defined radios under the hood. There should be no excuses why Uniden would release a Home Patrol 3. In my point of view, that does not support simulcast. We need to bridge the gap here, right? Let's think about it this way. We have a Home Patrol 1, Home Patrol 2. Between the Home Patrol 1 and the Home Patrol 2, we have a handheld and a desktop or mobile radio that was a little bit better. A little bit better than the Home Patrol 1. Home Patrol 2 comes out. Now we've got the SDS-100 and the SDS-200 on the market now for a very long time. There should be no reason why a new scanner with the Home Patrol badging on it should not have software-defined radios under the hood, okay? That's just the way I see it. Now, with that brings in simulcast. And before everybody gets all up in arms and says, hey, well, um, that's going to make it cost a lot of money. Yeah, but if, again, you sell us a neutered scanner, why would it cost us as much as an SDS-100 or SDS-200 if it can't do all the bells and whistles? And that's what the Home Patrol is. The Home Patrol is a... No offense to anybody out there. It's a dumbed down scanner radio that anybody could take out of the box and use. And with that said, the ability to take a Home Patrol 3 out of the box, put in your zip code, and listen to a simulcast P25 trunk system that you can't listen to without a $600 radio or the knowledge to put an SDR system together is exactly the kind of market that a Home Patrol 3 needs to fill. So let's just get with it and say a Home Patrol 3 absolutely positively needs to be a simulcast ready scanner it would fill the gap beautifully it would fill the gap okay we've got dmr nxdn pro voice simulcast what next bluetooth come on 
We've been complaining about Bluetooth and scanners for a long time. Let's think about this one. If we're going to have a scanner radio that's going to be set up in an office, in a room, right, on somebody's desk, it'd be nice to have an app on our phone that we could take and listen to it. And we understand that Bluetooth is only works for about 30 feet away. But it would be nice to be able to run Siren, Uniden, run Siren on an application and control our home patrol. Maybe even via a larger display, like a tablet with a bigger display. And would allow us to be able to see things better if we needed to. Now I understand that Bluetooth has been a problem for scanner radios. I have an ICOM ICR30, which runs on Bluetooth. That's all I'm going to say here. But Bluetooth, I think, really is overdue in the scanner radio market. But the, I can understand, though, too, like you have a transmitter now, a Bluetooth transmitter and receiver in a piece of radio equipment that is designed to receive. You throw a transmitter next to a receiver, and what happens? You pay a, you're going to pay a price somewhere, right? So I can get why that's a stumbling block to put Bluetooth in there. But I still think we're at a time that we could probably shield the Bluetooth and maybe get it right. But if not, it's a wish list. This isn't a demand. I'm not taking hostages here. This isn't a demand list. This is a wish list. These are things I'd like to see in a scanner. And if we're going to talk about wireless communications and Bluetooth, I'd like to talk about wireless communications as far as Wi-Fi. Again, we have a scanner radio here with predecessors, the 536, had a, a Wi-Fi dongle, okay? And the SDS-200 has a Ethernet port. So let's figure out a way that we can either get Wi-Fi or Ethernet or something going on in a home patrol so that we can get it on our network so we can also use software like ProScan or a something on our smartphones or tablets to listen to, stream locally, control the scanner, or maybe even set up an access point so we can we can listen to this thing. Additionally, it would be awesome, awesome to have some sort of built-in connectivity to the internet so that our master database could update weekly on its own. Why do we need, in this day and age, to tether our scanners to Sentinel on a Windows-only computer so that we can get a weekly update from radio reference. Now, I understand that if we create our own favorites list, we're not going to be updating those from a Sentinel update because that's just the way it works now. But again, if the market is for somebody to take the radio out of the box, put their zip code in, put the range in there, and say, I will listen to police and fire, boom. If police and fire ever move and you have somebody that's not good with computers, and I've talked to people who don't have a computer at home that just have a home patrol, and now they can't update the device. They have to get somebody to get them an SD card, a micro SD card, so that they can update the scanner. Think about it. Why can't we have a scanner that knows to phone home and download a database and maybe even download a firmware upgrade? My smartphone can download the latest operating system on itself and do an upgrade. This is something that really needs, at this day and age, be built into the next Home Patrol 3, if it ever comes out. The ability to self-update, I think, should be higher on my list of requests. And while we're at it here, too, why do we even have two versions of Sentinel anymore? I, I understand that there must have been a reason for it. Why do we still have green and orange Sentinel? Why can't we all just get along? 
why can't I take my programming for my 436, 536, SDS 100, SDS 200, and put it in my Home Patrol 1 or 2 without some sort of magic in the background? And as we're talking about connecting to things and wireless GPS, I mean, we should be able to get GPS on the top of that scanner somewhere. Somewhere on the top of that scanner, we should be able to pop in a GPS receiver. Again, my cell phone's got GPS built into it. I'm just saying, right? Okay, what else are we sitting here? We've got simulcast, digital DMR, right? DMR, NXDN, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, GPS, self-upgrading, and what else? Well, here's a cool idea. Wouldn't it be interesting if we could tap into the SDR that I'm thinking that the Home Patrol 3 should come with and actually have the display shoot out a waterfall? I mean, there's a lot of ham gear out there these days that do that. The Hack RF can show a waterfall display. If you're going to put an SDR in a radio and you're going to have a touchscreen color display on it, a waterfall and a spectrum graph of what is out there, I think would be awesome in a home patrol three that would be the wow factor i think when it comes to eye candy if you thought about an extreme upgrade this would be the crunch wrap supreme <laughs> upgrade <laughs> i think when it comes to what you could expect here on a home patrol scanner now i've got another request that i would love to see on a home patrol three but before we get there let's talk about dollars nickels and dimes here right all right we've got a scanner radio here it's going to be expensive we know that it's going to cost at least as much as a home patrol 2 i'm going to say it's going to cost you somewhere between a home patrol 2 and a sds 100 okay somewhere in the middle that's just about where it's going to be all right if you want upgrades think about it how are we going to keep the cost low right well i hate to say it but i understand that this just might be how it's going to have to be. And I'm fine with it. I am absolutely fine with it. If NXDN and DMR and Pro Voice have to be a paid upgrade, they already are a paid upgrade on previous scanner radio models, okay? So while I wouldn't be excited to hand over my credit card to do those upgrades, I would eventually, yeah, I, I'd eventually concede and say, yeah, okay, I'll fork over some more money for that. Now, would I fork over more money for an extreme upgrade? Yep. Guilty. I would. But I think we need to figure out what would come with that extreme upgrade. Would Bluetooth, GPS, the waterfall display, Wi-Fi, the ability to self-upgrade. See, this is where I think like, I think the ability to self-upgrade, right? To grab the radio reference database and do that in the background should be standard. I think that should come with a Home Patrol 3. I don't think that that should be a paid upgrade, okay? I definitely think that if you want to go with the waterfall display, I think that would be a selling point to the next version of the Extreme Upgrade. Just think about it. I mean, that would get people to want to buy it. So I think an Extreme Upgrade would include everything it includes now and a waterfall display. I think we'd have it. I don't know if we should really say, well, pay us $10 more to get GPS and pay us $10 more to get Wi-Fi and pay us $10 more to get... No, I think that should come standard. But 
I'm sure it'd be part of an extreme upgrade if that's the way they'd want to do it. And that's my wish list for a Home Patrol 3. Except there's one more, I think, uh, one more thing I think would be really kick-ass if we can get in a Home Patrol 3. Wouldn't it be interesting if we would have a device that would work standalone from our computers that we could put our favorite broadcastify feeds in and run that or let it run and connect into our own running trunk recorder or something like that, right? It would be awesome to say, I want to listen to this broadcastify feed and push a button on the front panel of the Home Patrol 3 and let it start streaming over the internet, that live feed. Or maybe you can daisy chain live feeds and play multiple feeds or let it scan to the next available feed when it realizes that there's no more audio on the feed you're currently listening to. So it works more like a pseudo scanner. Or maybe it listens to all of the feeds and it queues up the audio. And when it realizes one of the feeds has already has dropped audio, it then buffers up and plays audio from another feed that you've also been listening to. So you don't miss any traffic. I think if we add Ethernet or Wi-Fi connectivity to a Home Patrol 3, I think this really opens up the world as to what we can do with the Home Patrol 3. So there you have it. My wish list for a unit in Home Patrol 3. Again, let's summarize here. It's going to have to do analog. Motorola trunking, EDAX trunking, LTR trunking. Of course, we want to do phase one and phase two. We're going to want to do NXDN, DMR, and Pro Voice, which will probably be a paid upgrade. It's got to do simulcast. We got to get our acts together, do Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, GPS. An SDR waterfall, I think, would be just the icing on the cake for this thing. And again... The ability to stream internet services, stream web radios, right? Well, there was a box out there that used to stream web radios. But I think if we had the ability to plug into Broadcastify and stream audio from there. And of course, again, let's do over-the-air upgrades, so to speak, of the master database and firmware. That's my story, folks, and I'm sticking to it. Again, we've got a shorter version of this over on our YouTube channel. Link is in the description. And I want to know what you think about or what options maybe I left out for a Home Patrol 3 request. Let us know over on our Discord server, scannerschool.com slash Discord. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altrack, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Bob Robs, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Dombrowski, David Pasco, David C, David Kunzneski, Denny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramblett, Glenn Dabos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, Joe P, John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Rich Palomari, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandola, Scott Lefgrand, Terry Wright, Thomas Giampino, Tim Mazet, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.